Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. If you're always searching for your next great adventure or seeking answers to complex questions, If you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov slash careers. See yourself here. Celtic fans will be aware we can go nine points clear today if the boys do the business. Uh, not to, hopefully we won't need nine minutes injury time or anything bizarre like that. So, yeah, Saturday, Celtic state of mind and Celtic down under. The boys looked to increase the win. Jared, what's your predictions for today? Oh, it has to be three points in the bag. Get that gap up to nine points going into the break. Uh, Ideal world, that's what it's got to be. So I'll take the three points, but hope we uh, go out in style with a with a big, you know, three or four four nil win. Yeah, the, the the boys have got to get a lift from that result in Paisley today, haven't they? You know, 
the dressing room has got to be buzzing knowing they can get it in nine points it's got to be an absolute standing so team news today no surprises Hart Ralston Carter Vickers Gents Bernabe O'Reilly Hattati Turnbull Mayeda and Kyogo and Haksavanovic any surprises for you guys I'm just going to I'm just going to interrupt a little minute and hit pause um Based on what we've heard in the last year, year and a half, I would actually be surprised if any player was out on the pitch there knowing what the, the Sevco score is today. I would I would be very surprised if a single Celtic player crosses that line knowing the score. Do, do you agree or disagree? Oh, yeah, I disagree. They'll know. There's no way they will know that. That'll be, the stadium will be buzzing it. There is no way. Oh, there's a difference between a stadium being buzzing and knowing what the score yeah. is. Yeah, they won't score Someone will let him know, like, Harry would have been watching his phone or something like that, let's be honest. But I don't think that result is going to dictate the motivation levels of our players going into the game. They're already think, motivated the way we play. But and I, I knowing think that's that you've got for two it? points in your back pocket will help. But, but that's the point, isn't it? Ange wants us to play our game regardless of how Sevco are playing. So I think... Um, yeah, I mean, they might pick up from the crowd, they might pick up from the kit man, but I did not think that Postacoglu or Kennedy or whoever is going to be telling them that Sevco have dropped two points. Well, I said, I don't think it'll be part of their team talk that yeah, the boys are going to know before they go in the park. They'll, they'll know that they can uh, stretch out to nine. You know, nine points clear, get into the break, it's all looking good. We've just got to get the three points today. Yeah, one thing that we do need to do, as you say, is we do need to win. And that's that's something... <laughs> uh, every week we talk, you know, for, for the last 20 years or so, we've always said, like, the pressure is on. If you if you play first, then the pressure is on the team that plays second. It's always good. It's always an advantage to play first. Uh, but when uh, the team that plays first drop points, well, then there's a different kind of pressure on you. Your, your pressure is to... Uh, capitalise on the mistake that has been made by your rivals and uh, as it is um, th- the third place team are not quite close to us so we have to capitalise on the mistakes by the second place team and that is uh, to the uh, Govan United who have dropped two points against the Mirren Yeah uh, Did you think the team will do it? Are we surprised to see Turnbull in? I think that was the one one surprise with the lineup, I was it like Jota on the bench with um, Turnbull starting, but doesn't like, overall not a big deal. Like as we always say on our podcast, next man up. Like we've got that much depth in the team, that's why Andrew rotates. I think he's made five or six changes going into the game, so doesn't surprise me though. We've got enough um, enough talent and depth in the squad, so all for it. Might have a bit of rest before the World Cup before. Your boys are, are out there. Well, well, that's that's the thing, isn't it? You'd expect Molly to be rested because um, if you're got the World Cup next week, you're not gonna, you're hardly gonna win for a fifty-fifty. You might fucking snap your ankle ligaments. Um, I guess the surprise in that sense is that Carter Vickers starts, but there, there, there we have it. CCV starts. Juranovic uh, on the bench, not a surprise in that sense. Uh, Bernabe starting is a slight surprise. Um, he started midweek, and I would have expected Taylor to come back in, but I guess they both played forty-five each, so it's not that much of a surprise. Turnbull, I guess, is the the kind of 
uh, the talking point of an inclusion rather than a su- surprise inclusion. Uh, it, his best spell for me midweek was the 45 to 60 minutes when we were dominating Dun, uh, excuse me, not Dundee United, uh, Motherwell. Uh, so I would have hoped that he um, can kind of step up uh, and, and kind of carries a little bit tonight. Jota on the bench. I guess Maeda has been rewarded for uh, the goal that he scored and the, the perseverance he put in midweek. So it's, it's ra- rather than Jota being dropped, it's more of a Maeda being promoted kind of change. Yeah, Maeda brings a lot to the team, doesn't he? You know, he, just his work rate, style of play, uh, he takes his goal well, his, his confidence has got to be on a high, hasn't it? But Taylor out, I thought he was a wasn't as normal as reliable as he normally was against Dundee United. Would you agree? He had a few misplaced passes, and you know, maybe it's time to give Bernabe a rerun just now. I don't know, man. <laughs> Look, I'm going to get my pen out right now, and uh, this pen is going to tally up every time Bernabe misplaces possession tonight. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to say he's going to get some work. Uh, Come on, Sean, you're starting to sound like Bernabe pens you stuffed out pen from last season. Look, I am all in on Bernie being an amazing player in 2023. He's not a player yet, right? I'm not giving up on him. I'm not writing him off. But I'm telling you, Bernabe is not performing right now to the level we need him to be. What do you reckon? Over under in the first half, is Bernabe going to concede possession five times more or less? I would say less than five times. I'm going to go. Under, and he's going to be man of the match today, Sean. Just under? To, oh, hold on. Right. Okay. Right up there. Go. Rest We're both saying under. Okay, I'm just going to write this down now. Under with <laughs> an assist. Fine. Okay, um, I, I would be absolutely delighted to be wrong. Uh, but I'm saying that Burnaby concedes possession five times at least in this first half. And, um, on, yeah. I was talking about a game. He would concede five times. Oh, first half. Tony Ralston, the other side, the other fullback, and for Jura. You know, it's yeah, it's good balance there between the two of them. Like, I'd see the dynamic is I always like to have one fullback who is more comfortable staying at home, being a bit more defensive, and the other one being a bit more offensive. So, where you'd normally have Taylor on one side and you'd have Juranovic bombing up and down on the other side, to flip it today and have Ralston being more the stay at home guy, giving Bernabe the chance to get up the pitch. It reminds me of the dynamic we used to have when it was Lustig on the right. In you on the left. That's the sort of balance I love between between my fullback. So it's good to see that today. I'm, I'm all yeah. for the bricky getting the run out. Listen, we might need to see a bit more. Of, we might see a bit more of Tony in the second half of the season. Do you think we'll keep a hold of Dura after the World Cup? No, he's gone. Let's be honest. If he if he plays one decent game at the World Cup, he's gone. Would you agree? I, I agree in the sense that his agent already put the kind of feelers out there in the summer when he released that story. Um, th- those those stories don't come out of thin air. And, uh, you know, the agent gets paid every time a player, they get paid all the time, but they get paid more every time a player moves. So uh, when that seed was put out there, it's pretty obvious that uh, he's angling for one more big move. And it seems like this is his last kind of shout at that uh, in terms of a big move. Uh, after this, if he moves, say he moves in the summer coming, uh, Scottish summer, then it's not going to be quite the same level. So, fingers crossed he does. I mean, 
I'd prefer he stayed for another year and a half and did as well as he did in a 15-minute spell against Motherwell. But if his head is turned, then and we can get 10 to 15 million pounds from him, then sure, we'll bring someone else in. Yeah, we trust Ange to, to be already be working on right backs. So I, I'd agree with you. You know, probably time to move him on if he's a good World Cup. Pressure the squad up a bit. Midfield. I actually thought uh, Hattati or O'Reilly might be rested. I thought we looked a bit tired midweek. So I'm surprised it's Moy that dropped out. It's probably one of those things where um, it's the final game before the break. So, you know, what what you're resting in preparation for, it's more of a kind of, well, let's finish strong. Let's run through that, you know, be, be Usain Bolt and run through the finish line. Don't jog through it, you know. That's the thing that coaches always say is sprint to the finish, you know. And I, and I think that's probably more what it is than anything. Is, uh, if you've got whatever you've got in your legs, burn it now because you've got four weeks without a game. Yeah, definitely four weeks without a game. Hopefully they've got it in the legs. Turnbull back in. He's needing a performance today, I think. I'm not too sure he's done more to start start with Moy. So I'd hope to see a performance for Turnbull, maybe a goal. Oh, that's a great shot, Lawrence. I would say Turnbull is absolutely due and he's absolutely not on form, but he's shown flashes of it. And today, as a starter, is absolutely his chance to to step up. Uh, in previous games against Ross County, we have definitely struggled to break him down early. Um, it feels like we might need a set piece if we're going to score in the first hour. Uh, I tell you what, if I, if there was a bet on that that the first goal was a set piece, I'd be heading for it. But uh, my, my favourite bet normally is hat trick on whatever forward player in a home game but not today to be totally honest with you I, this this kind of feels like a 2-1-4-2 2-1, kind of game where Yakoviti might score again he keeps I don't know why it is but Yakoviti scores so many times against us we just cannot defend against him but <laughs> uh, it feels like a set piece might be our kind of route to uh, the opening goal here and then who knows where it goes from there yeah early goal set the team fans in full voice that's a Kyogo trait Kyogo trait isn't it score early yeah hopefully yeah. you know Hank Sabanovic could be due a goal he's, he, he, he looks a player doesn't he Hank Sabanovic is really getting up to speed now it's, it's, yeah, it's, um, so- it's, it's good to see Hank so getting a couple of goals during the week and you know getting a bit of bit more comfort level into the team so yeah I think he's one to watch in particular today let's see how what sort of thing I think I like the directness we've got. Sort of, you've got made on one side, hacks on the other. Gives us a good bit of our directness up front as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Hacks Banovich brings today. And do you think we will see the VAR calls at Celtic Park today? I know there's been some controversial VAR calls already today. You know, penalty instance not looked at, and surprising penalty given to Rangers. Do you think we'll see any VAR instance at Celtic Park? Depends on the context, Lawrence. Is it going to be against us, you know, giving something in Ross County, or is it going to be, you know, taking the will be working. Yeah, it'll either be something for <laughs> Ross County or something taken off us again, just like midweek. It'll be like. Does anyone uh, believe the cameras weren't working? Nah, not at all. What did it's you think about Nicholson's statement? You know, you can't use an image like that because people aren't going to have 
faith in the system. Is that as close to calling them cheats as Nicholson could have got? Absolutely. But you look at the camera positions, you see, I think Alan Burrows put up on his Twitter where the position was. So there was one on each 18-yard box, one behind each goal, and then two in the middle. That's where the camera positions were, right? And that's where every stadium is supposed to have the minimum set up. Now, why would you have the VAR camera angled at the bench looking at the managers when you've got two cameras in the middle that one of them could have done that? The the fix is in. That's all I've got to say. It makes no sense. Yeah. It's extremely dodgy, isn't it? Extremely dodgy. I'm sure that Celtic will have ensured that all the cameras are working. But then again, it's not the cameras that make the decisions. You have the best system in the world if the people operating them are incompetent, then doesn't doesn't mean it's going to work at all. So so what do we know about today's officials? We've got referee David Munro, we've got uh, assistant referees Ross McLeod and David Doig, fourth official Matthew McDermott, VAR Ewan Anderson. Do we know anything about this this uh, cabal of uh, alleged unbiased and? Uh, Bastions of the game. I don't think you're allowed to know if they're unbiased or not. I think that's part of the Scottish rules. They can't declare whether they've got an allegiance to a, to a team or not. But no, generally, I, I don't know anything about them. But uh, I'm going to say that there's no Celtic season that colders amongst them. I, I'm just way money on that. I'm just going to call back to uh, a time when the alleged. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, what's, what's the word, sorry? Uh, pinnacle, the, 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 the shining light of everything that is good in Scottish football, Walter Smith, uh, about, and this is about 07, 08, 09, when uh, he wasn't happy with a, an offside decision by an assistant referee, and he purposely called him out after the game by his surname when he said, ah, oh, the decision by Mr. Murphy... Rather than referring to the, the uh, saying the linesman, he specifically highlighted the, the linesman's surname. And we're supposed to just, you know, it's fine. No dimensions that, you know. No dimensions that Walter Smith's calling the game into his repute or, you know, impugning the reputation of any official. But every time we try and call this sort of thing out, uh, it's just, yeah, sit down, sit down, you know. It's, you're just sit a down, shut up. Yeah, exactly. Paranoid Paddy, all that sort of thing. But, you know, when Morris Smith does it, it's fine. Nobody, nobody bats an eyelid. Uh, we would just sit at the back of that, sit at the back of the bus, Paddy. That's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit strange that you, you, you can't even call into question, isn't it? But I'm sure the VAR officials will be on best behaviour today. You know? I want to bring up one comment here, guys, from uh, Craig M. Like Jockstein said, if we score more than the opposition, then the referee can't do anything about it. That's... End of the day, easiest way to look at it. And and that's what we have been doing. Look, our form is sensational. What is it, 12 wins out of 13? That is that is championship winning form, right? Does anyone disagree? No. I mean, that was a fun, the result against the man was a first loss, 138. So that's got to be somewhat 46 games in the league. We won defeat. It was, it was I 360. Think, I think was working. No. You know, domestically anyway. Yeah. Yep. So some days it works better than others. Some days you win nine 0 Some days you win two one. Some you know, like but we're winning games and you cannot argue with that and it is absolutely brilliant to watch. Uh it you sometimes have to remember 
the tough times we've been through. The 4-0 loss to St Mirren with Tony Mowbray. Uh, the, do you know what I mean? Like, eh, the fact that we went like 10 years almost without a win at Almondville and they were winning there uh, on the bounce. Like it's, it's turnarounds that you take for granted and we have to be very careful and be take perspective from these things. Yeah, I mean, I've just done a great job so far. I would say the team haven't been hitting the heights the last couple of games. I'm expecting them uh, to hit the heights today. I honestly think they always have performance before before the break. I know you're, you don't think they'll know the score. I'm 100% sure they will know the score before they cross the touchline. I obviously think we will go out there and blow them away in the first half. I think this is going to be 2-3-0 first half and then cruise control second half. Here's a slightly yeah, different yeah. Qu- question then, Lawrence. What, if, regardless of whether they know the score or not, will they admit afterwards to having known the score or not? Yeah, I, I think if Ange is asked, he'll say, look, you know, it was weird, but it didn't form part of our preparations or team talk or anything like that. I I don't think it would need to form part, part of team talk, would it? No, you know the score, you know the opportunity that you've got. You know that the target's three points, one nine clear. Take out one game at a time. That's what they always do. You see every single team talker talk to a player in the press during the week, post-match, always had to focus on the game. That's it. And then focus on the next game. So, yeah, if the, the guys will know. They'll know the result. But they're not going to be focusing on it. They're going to be focusing on winning today's game, getting the three points, and moving on to the next one. And then once we play the next game, on to the next one. And so on. Yeah. I, I think that's it. You know, they won't form the team talk. They'll all know. And I, I, listen, you said it may, may not affect motivation. I think it'll make them half a, half a yard quicker on this. Get out there, get the early goal. The fans will be in full voice. And, you know, I think two or three and will be half time. We'll see the game out comfortably second half. We're nine points clear. We're, you know, we're getting into the time when Ange may be wheeling and dealing in the transfer market during the World Cup. You know, he's got some time to get deals over the line. What do you reckon, Jared? Do you think that's what Andrew will be doing in the World Cup? Is obviously as well as watching the games and doing his whole coming tour. He's already planning, not just for now, but he's also planning for the end of the season transfer window. Let's be honest. That's the way Andrew works. So we've got... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. We've got uh, Kobayashi coming in as a center back. Great. He'll have a list of three or four players there. And after the break, those who played well in Europe, who played well at the World Cup, Juranovic comes out of that and he's like, Oh, I want to, my agent's got me a move. I want to move on, blah, blah, blah. What's the, um, he'll be like, cool, as an acceptable offer, get it in. And I've got this player, this player, and this player. Nicholson, go get it done. 
and he'll tell him the order he wants it done, and he'll be already he'll be ready to go. You never know. Bob's already. Bob's sort of the centre half coming in. We know if Juranovic goes, we need a replacement. Where else could you strengthen? I think we need number ten. Centre back. We've got two coming in. coming in. So, would you bring in a second centre half? They'll give us unless, six at the top. Not unless someone goes out. Like I think, realistically, no, Kobayashi will come in. Welsh, either he'll probably go on loan or. Uh, but I can't see if Kobayashi's going to come in over the top of Welsh. So then, if someone else departs, then we'll probably need to bring someone in. But for me, I think we need to make a decision. Is Maeda going to be a, a, a third string striker or is he going to permanently be playing on the left? And if he's going to be a striker, then. If he's going to play as a striker, then we need someone on the left. If he's going to play on the left, then I think we need someone who can play as a third-string striker. A guy like um, a young guy. I'm just going to throw a random name out from over here. A guy like Nick D'Agostino, who plays at Melbourne Victory. He's, um, he'd be a young 20, 23-, 24-year-old striker who wants to make that move over there into Europe eventually. I think he'd be ideal to play under an- in Andrew's system with the high intensity, the pressing that suits his game. Bring someone like that in who's not going to upset the apple cart coming off the bench. I think that would be a, a, the sort of signing we'd be looking at, but that's not going to help us in Europe next season. Yeah, I think if we're going to sign a striker, I'd rather sign a starter, someone to help us in Europe next season. You know? uh, yeah, There's not I, too I, many I, places to spend money just now, is there? The team, the squad's pretty. We've got coverage in every position, so I'd be spending. It's like that Craig Bellamy moment when we could have signed Bellamy. But we did no budget for any other players, so we, we didn't sign him permanent. I think just now, if we bail me, we'd, we could blow the budget on him just now, someone of that stature. Yeah, that was the, the striking story. Was you could have signed Bellamy, but they signed three players instead. Is that, is that what the story was? Yeah, yeah, that was basically yeah. it. He was all the budget in Bellamy, or yeah, Yarisic, Vediger, Hesselink, and whoever else with Gravison, someone like that, whoever the signs. That, and as Jared says, D'Agostino is, a, is like a £1 million player if we wanted to sign him, but he'd be, he'd be third choice, you know, he'd be behind Kyogo and Giacomacus. He's somebody that's coming off the bench. Is it, where do we want to be as a team? Do we want to be signing third choice players? Or do we want to be signing someone that's better than what they really got for six, seven million, you know? I think after the lessons in Europe, it's taking chances, of course. So if we sign a better striker, we would take more chances. I think that's why you'd be signing a better striker, isn't it? Yeah, but who? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and can, and can we afford them? Tosh McKinley, you're our only hope. Uh, Listen, to... to, I, I, I have all confidence in Tosh. We'll, be, we'll, we'll have a list there of players. But yeah, was, you know, was he, he was linked, been linked for a move for, for a while to Europe, a few years back as well, wasn't he? And bust on the scene. He was a Perth scorey when I was watching him, and he's a great player. And uh, but I'm not sure he would. I, I don't think he's any better than Kyogo or Jackamacus. And I know he's not better than Jackamacus, and I don't think he's better than Kyogo. No, I don't think he's better than Kyogo. I don't think. I think he's a different sort to Jackamacus. He's the, the link between you've got Kyogo's one sort of player, like the smaller all energy, and then Jackamacus is like your big center forward. He's like the bridge between. The, talk, the sort of player that those two are, so he'd give us a different look. But mm-hmm. my issue is I don't think we're going to go out and spend six, seven million pound on someone to come in and then what's that going to do when you play with one centre forward? So 
are we really going to have a seven million pound centre forward plus Jack Macus and Kyogo all battling for one position? I can't see it's doing it. Kyogo was a winger before he signed for us, so it would also give us another option in the left wing, wouldn't it? With Kyogo, I don't think he's, he's played badly in the left wing for Celtic. Yet. That, that game over at Ibrox, you know, that was a cracking ball he, he gave to Edward. They thought I played for him. It was Edward that didn't take a chance. So that's what I'd be spending my money just now. You know, you're looking at your going to go, we didn't take a chances. He can hit cracking volleys all day. It doesn't matter if fucking SFA are going to chop off, right? But no, definitely I'd be going striker. So today, first scorer, who are we going? Is it Kyogo? Is it Haxabanovic? I reckon Kyogo within the first 20 minutes scores a goal. Jared? I'm saying Maeda. He'll score the first one about seven minutes in. I'm, I'm, I'm not Tumble's biggest fan, but I'm going to go Tumble. I think he's going to open the score for the edge of the box today. He'll do it in the first 15 minutes. We'll Maeda score with the Bernabeu assist just for you, Sean. Here's a shout. Do we score a direct free kick today since we've scored, what, one in the, the last two years? I think a Jota free kick against Real Madrid is the only direct free kick we've had since, what, Turnbull against Hibs, Hamilton, whenever it was, two years ago. Are we, are we getting a second direct free kick this year? Are we getting one? We've got to be true them low averages, haven't we? I mean, uh, it's a long time since so we've had a, a John Collins or a Pierre Van Huydon. Remember Pierre, they used to put guy in both posts when he was sitting there. They just knew it was going to be a ball. <laughs> just, just, just get a guy in both posts try and stop it. Nah, free kick today? Yeah, possibly a tumble free kick. And look, I, I've not checked the actual odds, but last week the odds on a penalty being awarded to either team were even money. What do you reckon? Is either team getting a penalty today? Not Celtic. If it's a big game. <laughs> If we're two or three up, I could see us getting a penalty. If it's a really? tight game. I d- Listen, there's only been three penalty incidents that haven't went to bar so far in the three weeks. Celtic at Hearts, possible penalty at Celtic. Hearts at Ibrox, possible penalty at Hearts. And St. Mern today, possible penalty at St. Mern against Rangers. No need for bar reviewing the three. So I, I don't think if it's a close game and there's a Celtic penalty incident, I wouldn't see us. So, so, so what are we saying? It's an e- it's literally according to the bookies, it's an even money bet, or is there going to be a penalty today? Yes, or even no? money, even money. Yes or no? No, not for Celtic. No, no, I'm not asking Celtic or Ross County. Is there going to be a penalty for either team? Oh, sure. Man. Why not, Sean? Just to because you know you want to you want to say something. So yeah, there'll be a penalty. There you go. A definite penalty for... If it is, it's going to be for Ross County. There you go. <laughs> <And that's, laughs> no doubt. And look, how does what does that say about our mindset as Celtic fans? Like, if you're a Sevco fan, you're absolutely backing yourself to get a penalty, right? And they did get one today. So that's that tells you everything. But the bookies have always even money for a penalty. And uh, hopefully, hopefully there's either not one or it's uh, one in our favour today. All right, everyone, just before we uh, head off, I want to quickly bring up a comment that Paul's put in the uh, comments there about the charity song that the Wakes is, is sounding unbelievable, by the way. It'll be revealed very soon as we 
as soon as we record a promo video. So I just wanted to bring that up so let everyone know as well. But I think it's almost kickoff time. Could be Christmas number one by the time it comes out. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, definitely. Is it something about sausages or sausage rolls in it? I think that's a, a prerequisite for Christmas number one these days. No, it, it, there's nothing about sausage rolls in it. Damn it. <laughs> it's even better than sausage rolls, but yes, almost kick-off time. Jared, full-time result. Ah, 4-1 to us. Sean? 3-0. I'm going to go 7-1. One of my 7? 7-1 today, yes. I think we're going to get an absolute smash. All right, sounds good. All right, everyone, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you at half-time. Take easy. Good uh, evening, good afternoon, wherever you're listening to. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind on the match day coverage for Celtic versus Ross County. Final game before the World Cup break. Uh, frustrating first half here. Celtic now, Ross County now at half time. Uh, what did you make of the first half there, Lawrence? Talked about two things before the game, didn't we? About uh, the refs and about uh, the need for, for a striker. A big chance fell to Kyogo. And I've got to see he's finishing like a winger. And uh, I don't know, the goalkeeper puts the ball down, releases it, picks it up again. I'd be fairly confident, indirect free kick, tap back, good chance of a goal for Celtic. But bizarrely, the ref decides to award a free kick. It's just really strange. Uh, Ross County players fall over, it's a free kick. It's just b- b- bizarre decision-making by the referee, sometimes in contravention of the rules. But I think, I think that's one we now, we now refer to as a Porteous, when uh, players like Ryan Porteous, Nicky Devlin, Jakovici, whoever these uh, defenders are that fall over. Uh, I believe it was uh, supported on national radio by uh, ex-referee Charlie Richmond recently, who said on Off the Ball that he loves it when a defender goes over and he can get an easy call and give a free kick. And that seems to be happening pretty consistently. Uh, with regards to the one you're talking about with the goalkeeper putting the ball down and picking it back up, uh, in our group chat, I did post the IFAB. I'm currently going through a refereeing course myself uh, in training and I was well aware of that rule before when, when, when the incident happened. So I posted it in our group chat. And yes, if the goalkeeper... Uh, releases possession of the ball by putting it on the ground and then uh, touches it again with his hands, uh, then that is an indirect free kick to the attacking team. So who knows what David Monroe was thinking when he gave a free kick <laughs> to Ross County for that instant. I know what he's thinking. I could answer that straight away. Goal scoring opportunity for Celtic or free kick to Ross County. I think that was simply his uh, thinking. He's the best comment of the lot. My cat knows that rule. David <laughs> that, that sums it all up. But, yeah, for me, like what you guys are saying, indirect free kick, 100%. Um, it's just – does the referee understand that there's 60,000 people in the stadium actually watching what they're doing who know the rule, plus the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who will watch this game during the week, whatever, around the world watching? Because this is – 
This is some amateur stuff. This is disgusting. You'd get better refereeing performances in the local league over here in the under eights. It's just disgusting. Listen, I have no doubt the referee knows that rule. You know, he's had to pass tests to become a referee. He'll no doubt he knows the rule. He's just refusing to apply it. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Lawrence, the training I'm doing is for stage four referees, which is the lowest possible qualification for a referee, as in it's for refereeing 12-year-olds. And that is one of the questions in the assessment is what if a goalkeeper does that? Like, there's there's like maybe 40 questions, and one of them is what, what happens when a goalkeeper does that? It's not like a niche rule. It's one of the absolutely lowest of the low questions when uh, a referee has to do when he's qualifying to be a referee and, and you're expecting our professional referees who are getting paid what like a thousand pound a game to to understand that rule and they cannot call it right no listen I'm, I'm saying I have no doubt that they understand the rule and they know what the call should have been if he's just decided to make a different call I think it's as simple as that and you know for the defenders falling over absolutely ridiculous you know it's that last one, the Hanks of Anabit, you know, it's nothing more than cheating from the ref. You know, he knows the rules and he refuses to apply them. It's not just that, though. Like, you look in the comments section, it's blowing up about the 90 seconds per stoppage time as well that was given. Yet you yeah. had the head knock. There was about a minute, a minute and a half, 90 seconds there. Plus there was the treatment time for the guy who went down when, the, when he was booked What's later it? on. Yep. And there was also the the yes. time treatment with hens and the sub. So it's got to be at least three minutes. So so also on the 24th minute, we've got the referee warning, uh, giving a warning about time wasting. Uh, so, you know, on top of what you've mentioned already. Uh, but to be fair, right, for all of uh, the time wasting and, and things that the referee should be adding on, we, we also have to take some personal responsibility uh, as Celtic for... What are we doing and how many chances have we created? Uh, I get we're frustrated that we're, we've not created too many clear-cut chances, but, you know, what, what have we actually had? Uh, in my notes, I've got uh, one that Kyogo header onto the roof, uh, and the only onto the roof of the net, sorry. And uh, apart from that, we've got the kind of Kyogo chance on 23 minutes in the counter-attack where he is one-on-one and puts a wide of the target. I mean, apart from that, what have we really created? You look know, Kyoko's got quite a hit of target there. And I think it's a consequence that before the came out, he was a winger. And it's what we were talking about before the game, where would you spend your money? And I said, you know what? On a starting striker, there would be you know, at least hit the target from there. Kyoko, again, he'd taken a touch when he didn't have time to take a touch in the box. The ball's caught back to him and it was Bernabe. And he takes a touch, the defender comes in and takes takes it. So you're, you're looking and going, you've got to hit that first time. You can't take a touch. And maintain a touch, he knocked it, what, about 18 inches, two foot away from him. Nah, he, yeah. he, he, he's way better. The other thing as well is Kyogo also had a flick-on, a flick-on header that went into the top of the net, didn't miss by much as well. So realistically, he's had three chances. He's missed them all there, or they haven't gone his way. And then... What I'm seeing up front is it's kind of it's reminding me a little of the way the wingers just keep switching every five minutes. It's reminding me of the old Neil Lennon tactic, you know, oh, if it's not working, switch your wingers. Like, I understand Jakimakis is on the bench. I think he's probably someone that needs to come in. We've got Haksabanovic 
I'd rather him stay on the left, which means probably Maida needs to come off and we put a barter on, on the right. That's or Jodder on on the right. They're your options. That's what I think needs to happen. But yeah, I think we're not getting enough up front. Yeah, oh. definitely. You know, it, I think you know most has been aided and abetted by the ref. Look at when O'Reilly came in and took the ball. Yeah, and it looks as if we can throw it to Kyogo when he plays it. Hmm. What was it? 10, 11 minutes in, and the ref sees a free kick and it's just not there. You know, it's Less just a free kick. He, he's just taking the ball off, and the boy's been careless. He's been sleeping. O'Reilly takes the ball. Free kick. It's just crazy decision making there today. Right? But Bernie's yeah. recent game, especially going forward, he's looked lively. How many do you have, Sean? <laughs> uh, not many, to be honest. Uh, I was, was under five. Uh, but you, you're right. Uh, O'Reilly, uh, Bernabe did have that great uh, driving run uh, where he created just just purely on the back of that. He did actually create a good chance. He has had a good game. I'm, I, I, I know I did bag him before the game, but he has actually had a good game. Uh, and I, I agree with what Lauren said about that foul. That uh, was absolute uh, nonsense against O'Reilly. It was six minutes in where uh, he wins it cleanly, puts a through ball in, in uh, uh, David Munro, who has a surname which Walter Smith might enjoy, uh, decided that it was a foul. Uh, <sighs> trying not to get too worked up here about any... Here's one for you then, Sean. Unconscious bias. Kieran in the comments has gone, I'm not keen on these new rules today. (laughs) Listen, that's what it looks like. There's a fall over, get a free kick. If I could have a goal scoring chance, I'll change my decision. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's... Because the the ref hadn't blown for a free kick. You know, he was letting play goal. He's not going to claim he was playing advantage, is he now? You know, with, with the keeper, it's just, that's just got to be cheating. You know, that, nobody knows the rules. That goalkeeping one is absolutely egregious. That I literally cannot believe how he's called that. I, I Somebody, that is, every game now we're getting one where we have to go to the SFA and say, uh, you've got the rules wrong. Like, as a football club, we're having to go to the people who are supposed to be officiating the rules and say, you've got this wrong. And why? What's going on here? Uh, how are we the arbiters of the game? How are we the arbiters of the rules? This does not make any sense. We, you, I, Lawrence, Jared, sitting here, can interpret and explain the rules. And the referee, who has years of experience and is supposed to be qualified in these things, and me, who has done 45 minutes of a training course on IFAB, uh, knows better than that clown on the pitch who's getting paid a thousand pounds to do that game can somebody please explain that to me uh, listen it's not that you know but the rules better he knows the rules better than you to get it's to this level yeah. of referee, there's no doubt he's competent in knowing the rules it's the application of them he refuses to apply them it's not that he doesn't know the rules he knows the rules I think that's beyond doubt he knows them and it's just refusing to apply them so, you know, you're saying Celtic's having to go every game. Nicholson needs to be at some point going, look, we're going to need foreign refs in here. You can't have refs that know the rules and refuse to apply them. Here's example after example. You know, and I'm sure if they call the ref in, he's not going to say, no, I didn't know that rule because obviously you've got my exam marks to get here. I know the rules, I just didn't apply it. It's ridiculous. 
Outside, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to make a ref sub at half time. We may be freshen something up. That's it. Send Nicholson up to go trap on the door at the SFA headquarters and just be like, you know, looking like some big mafioso sort. Yep, has to happen. Yeah, definitely. It's- in the heavies. Had enough. Here's a question for you. Does that Jens, uh, Moritz Jens sub count as a standard sub or does it count as a concussion sub? Do we still have five substitutions available? I'm going to say they're going to count it as a standard just because it was yeah, a wee while standard. after the incident. Yeah, it's standard because we- it didn't happen straight away after the collision. Well, it kind of looked like, and as a person that's a fan of the NFL, that very much looked like a, a concussion symptom to me. So, and, and again, from someone who watches every Celtic game, I don't believe we've had a concussion sub to this point uh, from when the rule was introduced uh, about a year ago. So it would surprise me. Uh, it's quite a statistical anomaly. What do you think, think Mr. Monroe will call it? Does he get a chance to call it? I believe it's supposed to be called by the medical staff. Do you think he'll call it? Do you think he would accept it as a concussion sub then? So you just take anyone's word that's a concussion sub? To be honest, if it's the, if it's the SFA's call, they can just make it up as they go, right? Um, but, yeah, I uh, I've seen that. But, but the thing is, if it's a normal sub, it, it totally limits what Ange likes to do, doesn't it? Only give us the four changes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, the thing is, as well, you're allowed to make three stops. So you can make five subs with three stops. So you can still, even if we make another one now, we can still make three stops if we really want to, but that's not really the point, is it? You're supposed to, to have six subs with a concussion one on top. Uh, and, and I'd be interested to know if we're, we're getting that or not, to be honest. Um, it's, it's pretty minor compared to the not knowing, the goalkeeper picking the ball back up rule. Uh but it is getting a bit tiresome, to be honest. And I really hope that we go out there and get a goal or two or three and get the three points. And then we don't have to be talking too much about the incompetence of the referees, which we have been talking about consistently after every game, save maybe the Livingston game since VR came in. Has there been a game since VR came in? other than maybe Livingston, where we've not been decrying officials. Yeah, I think since, so we're three weeks in, aren't we? Five games in. This is the fifth game, uh, domestically. Yeah. Three weeks into VAR. Uh, yeah, there's only been three handball incidents not looking at. No. Uh, and I, I don't think it's VAR. It, it's the officials. Sorry, last time I might believe the camera wasn't working. It's just fantasy stuff. But, as I said, we're not going to be able to change the ref at half-time. I'd be looking at bringing on Yota and Yakamakis at half-time. Like I said on our on our pod, Sean, it's the referees didn't want VAR in the first place, so they're deliberately making an absolute botch job of it so that, you know, we get, we get rid of it in Scotland. That's my take. But looks like the game's back on, so we'll uh, get on with it, see us all after the game. Let's hope we can get a couple of goals and, uh, you know, Get be up to three points. Hope, hope so. Hope so. Celtic two, Ross County one. As Celtic go nine points clear. Happy days, everyone. Jared from Celtic Down Under podcast, joined by Sean, also from our podcast, and Lawrence Connolly. We're uh, all here on the Celtic State of Mind 
YouTube channel. If you haven't already done so, give that a, a that a subscribe. But let's put that to the side. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Celtic come from behind to win the game. Job done, three points in the bag. All I have to say is, we picked up an extra couple of points because of a draw, so. <laughs> now, um, Lawrence, what was your overall take on the second half? Hitachi was better. Look, listen, it was better. A bit more urgency. Uh, the ref didn't prove any, did he? Was he? <laughs> nah, not at all. Things up again. There was, I think, we, before the kickoff, we all said if there was a, a bar penalty, it wouldn't be for Celtic, it'd be for Ross County. Yeah, and, and so proved. It's... Uh, yeah, well, I said it's three points. We're going to break. It's now like a mini league, isn't it? You know, uh, what twenty-three games left, sixty-nine points to play for. We're eight clear. Yeah, it's nine clear. Nine clear. Yeah, so nine clear. So we need, we need to take out twenty-three, sixty-nine. Lawrence yeah, yeah. Latt, uh, seven seven points clear was the biggest lead that Postacoglu's had over anyone called Sevco, and uh, now nine points is the biggest lead he's ever had over anyone called Sevco. So, uh, absolutely swimming in it. Yeah, I want to bring up a comment here from uh, Martin Bickett, where to take back my comments on Turnbull, we're all watching the game together on the same little stream, just going on and I've absolutely slated Turnbull, and two minutes later, bang, score. So I'm with you, mate. Um, overall, for us, I'm thinking Turnbull's goal, good. Haxabanovich's goal, we. That's all I have to say, mm-hmm. class finish. And, um, yeah, there's a comment I'm going to bring up from Magnet67. Spare a thought for the poor officials. They must be gutted that we keep winning no matter what they throw at us. I think we're all thinking the same sort of thing on that one. But let us know your thoughts in the comments, everyone, on the game. Like, who were your top three performers? Um, anything, areas for improvement? And what you're going to be doing during the next five-week break until the next Celtic League game? Look, we uh, we absolutely called it before the game when I said even money for a penalty, and you guys bounced back to me with, uh, yeah, but for Ross County, and there it was. So if you stuck your money on it, it was uh, easy money. We called it before the game; it happened, and then 15 seconds before the winning goal was scored, I said, um, "This is why we signed Haxibanovic, uh to get to take the ball in these tight positions, uh, tight 
you know, to get possession in tight areas and show his quality. And then five seconds later, he bangs in that lovely finish from that tight angle. And that is, I, I know he's been not shown his full potential, but that is absolutely why we want players of that quality in our team to get quality finishes like that. And it was absolutely beautiful when it was the difference today. Yeah, Hans Klanovic, a beautiful goal, but uh, the referee tried everything, didn't he? Loads of injury time as well, surprisingly. It's pretty funny considering, yeah, we were talking about it while watching the game the second half, that there was a VAR and a penalty. There was a couple of head knocks where guys had to get treatment and be off. There was eight substitution, like eight players substituted from four stoppages, yet it was four minutes given, yet... Down in Paisley, it was a one head knock and ten minutes given. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just just odd. But anyway, I don't really want to talk about the rest. We're in celebration mode, nine points clear. So, what we'll do is we'll go through the team, have a bit of a chat about overall performances. We'll just go through in terms of how do you think Joe Hart performed, the defence, and we'll just talk about different players within each of them. So, overall, Joe Hart, my thoughts didn't really have too much to do, but. Yeah, did all right in my opinion. What do you think, Lawrence? Yeah, nothing doing. He done it well. <laughs> you, you know, I, I don't know many times Ross County generally threatened us. Did a couple of couple of shots. Yeah, yeah. Joe didn't have much to do. He moved the ball quickly. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think Ross County offered too much going forward at all. So, yeah, he was okay. You got anything to add there, Sean? Well, I know we said, and Joe Hart, no, not specifically, but um, I know, yeah, before the game we were saying 3 nils and 4-1s, but if you actually think back to midweek, Jad, we were calling it a bit more close than that because, you know, Ross County are in good form. And we were, we, you know, we were giving it kind of 2-1s and 4-2s, and that's the way the last three games have been. They've all been 2-1s and 4-2s, close games that have been decided by a goal or a late goal, you know, and it's, um, it really... You have to give us max credit for you know the combative nature of these wins. Yeah, we're playing against Ross County, a bunch of hammer throwers the size of them. And it's not a small team. They go out there, and if they can't win the ball, they'll take the man. Like It doesn't surprise me that they're that sort of score lines. But, you know, Lawrence going, what's a 7-1, Lawrence, pre-game? Yeah, 7-1. But you call them Ross County hammer throws, but they only get five fouls. They get 14. Aye, that's as much to do with the, the referees, yeah. anything. <laughs> it's not a little bizarre, isn't it? You know, you, you, what was it? You said five fouls. How many yellow cards? Four, five? Oh, God knows. Yeah. Well, well, they had at least three yellow cards that I can remember off the top of my head. Hold on. One, two, three. Yeah, they had four. Sorry, four yellow cards. So you're saying they committed five, five fouls, but they had four yellow cards. So how does that work out? Yeah. They got value for money. There you go. More or less, only gave the only gave the fouls that he couldn't not give. If you, if hey, you Sean, get five, I've got a question for you. Yeah. When the referee goes play on, does that count as a foul or not? Uh, like not in stats. It does not count in stats. Okay. That's, that's what it was yeah. then. But but yeah. if you get five yellow cards, that counts as uh, failing to control your players and bringing the game into disrepute. So um, <laughs> one away from that. So. Um, and I'd say referees don't want to file the match report on that kind of thing. So, hey, just looking at the results from today, we're the only team that scored two goals out of 10 teams that are played today. 
Is that because everyone's got an eye on to getting through the World Cup break or is it because, you know, everyone's buggered from playing twice a week all season? Well, that's, that's that, isn't it? We've, well, us, Sevco and Hearts have been playing twice a week all season and then everyone else has joined in the party this week with a midweek game and they've all absolutely flapped at it. Um, so uh, I guess it's just a welcome to the party for everyone else in the league. Yep. Okay, I so the back one. Sorry, I was going to say if you find if you look back every year when it gets, to, I know this isn't December, but when you get to December and that kind of spell, you, you do see a lot of one each games in around about that time. Yeah, so yeah, well, it's going to be pretty crowded second half of the season as well. But um, back one overall, so Burnaby and um, Ralston at the fullback positions. What was your take on those two, Sean? Uh, Ralston was absolutely heroic second half. That a uh, couple of his tackles chasing back were absolutely. I think a couple of people mentioned it in the comments already, like game saving tackles, the sort of thing you would credit as worth a goal. And Burnaby had a good game as well, uh, less so in the second half, more so in the first half. But uh, yeah, it was more of a Burnaby great first half, Ralston great second half, and the two of them were were very effective. Um, I don't know if I could blame anyone really for the the Ross County goal and I couldn't even think of a Ross County chance other than uh, Matt O'Reilly maybe or maybe not handballing it inside the box Listen I think it has his hand and it's it's either on the line or in the box which is one of the the in the box remarkably similar to the Hearts non-penalty Ibex but it comes up and hits players hand like that so you know, I guess the VAR officials sometimes think those are worth reviewing and sometimes not, depending on if you're wearing hoops or not. All I have to say on that, Lawrence, is there's no consistency there and it needs to be fixed because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. At the end of the day, if they're going to give one a penalty today, they've got to give the Hearts one a penalty. Or if the Hearts one's not a penalty, then today's not a penalty. It's that simple. Well, there is consistency, though. Both yeah, the you don't have to sell people favour Rangers. <laughs> As I say, there's, eight, there's a form of consistency. Yeah, they're consistent with the rules. Yeah, just not consistent with the rules. All right, the centre backs today. So we had um, Carter Vickers and Jens starting, and then Jens goes off from a head knock, and Starfelt comes on. Sean, I'll throw to you. Mm-hmm. What's your take on uh, the centre backs today? You know how much I love uh, Carl Starfield, and I, I, actually, <laughs> I, I thought Carter Vickers was solid throughout, as he always is. And I actually thought uh, the substitution improved this. I thought Starfield was an improvement on Jens when he came on. Uh, and I'm not normally uh, a big fan of uh, Starfield playing on the left, but I did think he was better than Jens, and and better than Jens has been in recent weeks. So it, it was. They were both good. Neither I can't blame them for anything, and I thought Starfield did actually improve us when he came on in an attacking sense, but not significantly. But yes, it was an improvement. There's a whole back catalogue of podcasts, and that on how you, on the Sonic <laughs> and under YouTube channel, and then podcast app of Sean absolutely slating Starfield last year. <laughs> so this proof it, is that I'm I'm pretty consistent with saying we can do better. Not Starfield is a bad is an awful player. Just we can have a better player in there. I'm just staring you, mate. Just staring you. But Lawrence, what's your take on the centre backs? Again, you, you know, they're solid at the back, not much to do. 
nine or ten corners for us, I don't think they really threatened from any corners, did they? So maybe it could be a bit more a, a threat in the opposition's box, but yeah, they, they, they didn't have too much to do and did their job well. They brought it out. They brought it out well enough, you know. But, but, but uh, at one point when we were watching the game, they were on the they were in the final third of the pitch, weren't they? Yeah, yeah we're talking about. Right. That. Yeah, we were all, chatting about it. Yeah, yeah. It was like watching it. I think it was one Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. Yeah, it was one all. They were, they were defending like two rows of, of five. And then you've got basically the top of the of the box, the 18-yard box. And then you've got both of them are probably two or three metres beyond that. And, yeah. 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 Listen, it's a solid partnership, isn't it? It's good to see Starkville getting back. See why it's Andrew's preferred one because just – like Carter Vickers, I think he seems a bit more assured with Starfelt next to him because Starfelt's pretty good in the air, clears a lot of them. He's got a bit of bit of speed about him, and he's also not afraid to, to shirk the physical. He doesn't shirk the physical contact, and Carter Vickers does the same sort of thing. So they cover for each other well. So I can see why Ange does that. And plays those two together. Yeah, I thought in, the, in in his first three or four games, I thought Jens was was. Clearly a better player than Starfelt, but uh, since then, Jens has dropped off and Starfelt is maintained. So I, I, I do actually, you know, I, I was really championing for Jens to replace Starfelt, but I'm, I'm now kind of looking towards uh, uh, whatever the guy that's named after uh, Die Hard uh, Nakatomi Towers, whatever his name is, the boy that's coming in. Um, Kobayashi. Kobayashi, that's a <laughs> Kobayashi Maru, that's the one. Um, it's not Christmas yet, Sean. You can't talk about Die Hard. <laughs> I can remember. It's not Die Hard. It's Star, it's Star Trek. Kobayashi Maru. Uh, I knew it was, it was, there was some pop culture reference, but yeah, I'm 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 hoping he uh, kind of fills the void that I've been desperate for someone to take. Yep. Okay, so we'll jump onto the midfield. So we had O'Reilly. Atate and Turnbull together. For me, pre-game Lawrence was talking up uh, Turnbull. I've always, I'd rather O'Reilly playing further forward. I'm not, I'm probably one of the few people who doesn't really rate him in the number six role as highly as they rate him playing as a number 10, but he's doing a job for us. So I'm happy with that. But yeah, I thought overall first half the midfield was pretty average. Second half, they grew into the game and yeah, Rio, O'Reilly in particular, they run, they boss that midfield in the second half. What do you think, Lawrence? So, uh, Tumble scored, but yeah, if we had a game next week where they had done enough to keep his position in the team, I'm not too sure. Uh, Rio, but quite first half, definitely second half, but, but was running the show. And O'Reilly, yeah, he's definitely ties him well at number six. Uh, he was unlucky in the first half. He could have been on an assist for the ref calling that back for a non-existent foul, you know, when he just comes in and takes the ball off a boy. So, solid enough performance. We bit disappointed Tumble didn't do a bit more, but, you know, he, he, he scored. So, 
so, but yeah, I don't think he'd keep his, his place in the team if everyone was fit on that performance. What about I, you, I think, oh, I think O'Reilly's uh, performance today and in, in the last three or four games is beyond reproach. He's been just one of the best players on the pitch. Uh, the only question today was was that uh, deliberate and uh, <sighs> deliberate and sensational and malicious punch of the ball in the air. Was that inside the box or not? Or was it outside the box? I mean, we all know he was uh, cheating and uh, in clear uh, flagrant disregard of the rules when he swiped his hand to sweep the ball away from goal. But uh, was it quite over the line or not? I'm not sure. Uh, obviously, the Masonic referees had their view and uh, we had our view. Uh, <laughs> and, and a lot of the comments coming through, Turnbull played well in spells, but a lot of the comments coming through are saying how sensational Hitati was. And, and I know you guys didn't quite agree, but I thought, um, I guess I was kind of focused on the second half, really. I, I hadn't really bundled the first half into it and then in the second half Hitati was pretty sensational he was combative composed like turning strong good passing uh, everything that you really want the kind of performance where uh, you know if you go back 20 years and you talk about a Celtic Rangers game being won in the midfield it was that kind of performance from Hitati today even turning an elbow to the face right in front of the ref with no free kick but but then again, yeah. how many of our guys took an elbow to the face today? Jack and Maccus did, Tali did, and I think it was one other. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's just it's mind boggling, isn't it? Whether he, he was all over the place today, even when he's restarting the, the play for a bounce ball, it's not from where the ball was, it's where the guy was lying injured. Yeah, you really need to apply the rules here, not make them up. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought the old second half sensational performance for him. He, he, he really kind of he upped his game, didn't he? Yeah. A bit disappointed in Tumble, even though he scored. Yeah, O'Reilly just continues to impress. All right, then we'll jump onto the forward line. So Kyogo with uh, Haksabanovic and Maeda is what started. And then there was sub later on. Abada come on, Jack and Macus come on, Jota come on. And couple others but yeah well um what was your take on the forward line overall Warrens? Well Koyogo then he started to finish like a winger you know what they have 16 17 shots six and target or something yeah I'll look the stats up while you keep talking about the others so yeah uh, Maeda I think he's good he's one that put way wide didn't he he's left footed shot when he cut in really needs to be finding the target with that I think about a quiet game, but you know he still had still had his work rate up there, didn't he? Haksabanovic standout. Yeah, I think he had to get subbed because of the the harsh treatment he'd been getting. I, I think that's why that sub came about. You know, a few times players have collected them late and uh, body checked him. So, Yakimakis held the ball up well, unlucky not to score on a few occasions. But then again, we were talking about before those you know shots that he's putting wide, he's not hitting the target with, and. It's something we were talking about before the group, before kickoff. Where would you spend the money? Yeah. I think if we'd a better quarter striker, we'd have had a few more goals today. I, I felt like um, Kyogo, when, when, when he's not touched the ball for like 
10 plus minutes what he does is he kind of comes deep and uh, he doesn't necessarily contribute well when he does uh, but you can tell that he's kind of trying to get involved after a kind of spell of the game kind of passing him by and it's you feel bad for him because if it's not kind of falling for him he does he does feel like he's not contributing he does do things that he's not supposed to be doing and and that's not his fault you know his job and his instruction is to kind of be on the end of things and if if it's not coming for him it's not his fault you know uh and and that happened midweek and it happened again today and it's a shame but you know you can't fault his industry and you can't fault his, his forward movement it's it's up to everyone else really uh, on the right wing, we had Maeda replaced by Abada, and they both did the same thing. When they had the ball in good positions, they made bad choices and skied a couple of crosses. Uh, and then on the left, we had Haksibanovic, who was largely pedestrian for long spells, but was also strong and composed and uh, and when it counted and scored the winning goal. And then and Jota didn't quite get into the pace of it with enough time when he came on, but... Uh, you know, the left was definitely stronger than the right today. And I, I kind of, I think based on that, if we had more games next week, I would like to see Forrest uh, coming back in on the right. But Maeda and Abada were largely ineffective. The thing you were talking about there, Sean, with um, Kyogo coming deep, trying to get involved, the, it's the evolution of Ange Ball that we talk about where a lot of the way we play, Kyogo should be on the edge of the centre-backs you know, on the on their shoulders, trying to get him behind so the ball to be played through for him to use his speed to get onto it. If that doesn't happen, he still should be running through the line, getting himself in a deliberate offside position. Then we should be having that diagonal ball out to our wingers who then run him on side and bring it across to him. That's how it's always worked with Ant over here at South Melbourne, at Brisbane, at Melbourne Victory, for Australia. That's what the, the evolution is. If you can't get it to him through the midfield, you go wide and get it back to him. Mm-hmm. Now, the issue is... Him coming deep like that means even if we do the diagonal ball, there's no one for them to target. So then they reverse the ball back into the midfield, which is what we were seeing in the first half. Mm -hmm. So I understand him wanting to get involved, but sometimes him doing that is actually to the detriment of the team. Yeah, we had these conversations last year where we were talking about uh, Kyogo only touched the ball six times. And it's like, well, he scored three goals. Do you know, like that's that was the sort of conversation this last is year. He doesn't need to touch the ball twenty times a game. Exactly. Listen, I'm kind of with uh, Jared here. When he comes back, he's not stretching the pitch, is he? He's making his, the pitch smaller for his when he's dropping that. I think it's a bad sign when your striker's doing that. Uh, yeah. Listen, then again, you know, we're fifteen games in. We've scored fifty goals. We should. Do you think we'll make the hundred in the league this year? Lawrence, I think we're on track for a lot more than 100. What have we played? 14 games and scored 48 goals. So, uh, hold on. Uh, the maths puts us in 130 goals for the season, if, I, if I'm right. And our, our, our record in the league was the Invincible season, we scored 103 or 106 or something like that. I think it's 106, yeah. Yeah. So, if we scored at this rate, it'd be 126 and 240 goals. But. I think the scoring rate's kind of dropped off a wee bit, hasn't it? It has, yeah, and you would expect that. But we might come out of traps uh, in mid-December. We'll see. So, what do you reckon? you reckon we'll bust 110 goals 
Well, look, we've played a lot more. Uh, we've played one more uh, away game than home games. And I think in our next six games, we've also got more away games than home games. So we should, after January onwards, we should technically have more, a lot more home games. But uh, that doesn't necessarily work that way. It can, you know, there's a lot more factors that play into it. But uh, yeah, once we get out of winter, if we've got, everyone, you know, we've done a pretty good job keeping players fit this year, uh, relatively speaking. So. Thirteen wins out of fourteen is absolutely sensational form. Like that's the minimum win aside. Uh, the minimum defeat, excuse me. Aside, that is bizarrely sensational form. Is it fifteen? No, we've played fourteen. Am I wrong? Is it fourteen? 14, 15 wins. Sorry, you're right. Yes, yes, fourteen or fifteen. Sorry, I'm talking Fifty goal scores. We never stop from James McGrory. Spot on. Yeah. That is 14 out of 15. Sorry, I was taking one off us. Um, yeah, 14 out of 15 is sensational form, to be totally honest with you. So we could be saying 110, 120 goals for Celtic in this campaign. Well, if the maths plays out, we should be well, breaking the maths plays out, it's you know, almost 127 goals. But, um, with yeah. And if we sign it, if we sign it, uh, you know, a top class striker in the transfer window. Somebody that could, you know, of the level that score goals in the Champions League. Oof, where would we end up? Well, look, our recent problem has not been scoring goals. Our recent problem has been not handballing it. Um, so, our, our camera's not working. Most of our goals recently have come from uh, penalties, right? So, Ross County, penalty. Motherwell, open play. Dundee United, one penalty, one open play. Livingston, no goals. Hearts, two penalties, one open play. We're 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 more pen, more penalties than we are goals from open play in the last five games, so uh, we need to figure out how to not concede penalties. Uh, apparently, based on if you look at the numbers, that's what we need to work out. Nicholson just needs to say to the cameraman, turn the cameras away, fill in the dugout. Yeah, hold on. Let Do you me think they would accept that at Celtic Park. Since since the Hearts game, one, two, three, four, what five? Five handballs, is that right? Hold on. One, two, it's just three, four. At least four handballs. It's ridiculous, last... isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But anyway, we all know how bad it's been with the VAR. We know how bad the ref was today. It doesn't really matter. It does, but at the same time, we still pick up the three points. Sevco drop points. Nine points clear. Going into the World Cup break. Happy days. Now, what I'll do before we go to some of the comments is – a couple of little shout-outs here. So there's 497 of you currently watching live that I can see. Now, mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. What I'm going to say is if you haven't already subscribed to the Celtic State of Mind YouTube channel, please do so. There are 200 
subscribers of 20,000. If you also haven't subscribed to the Soak Down Under YouTube channel, please do so because we want to get to 1,000 pretty soon, so hopefully by the end of the year. So if you can do that for us, we'd really appreciate that. Second thing is coming out soon for the charity weekend, uh, State of Mind has their single that the wakes are recording. Keep an eye on all the social medias for that. Paul will be releasing all of that stuff on all the social media channels, Twitter, it'll be on the YouTube channel, you can guarantee. If, we, if everyone who subscribes can buy, can get that for, you know, one quid or one and a half quid, whatever it costs, the charity weekend is going to raise more than it did last year. It goes to a good cause. So I just wanted to give out an early shout-out as well there because I know Paul's working hard on that. So I'd love to, you know, do what we do and give back to the give back to the club and charities around it. So I brought bring that up for that reason. So now we'll go to a few of your comments before we wrap the episode up here. So Craig M was, you can try all you want, you can't stop us. We never stop. Forever and ever, Celtic. The difference our fans make when in the game like the second half can't put a value on them. What are your thoughts on that, Lawrence? Yeah. You know, it's huge, isn't it? It's huge for all the players that visit it say that, you know. The Celtic crowd is amazing, the best to play in front of. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, they, they drive the players on for performances because it's got to be hard for the players. You know, you're in a game, the ref is making um, just decisions that just aren't decisions, isn't it? You know, it, it's just, listen, today you've just got to say it's cheap. You, you, you know, you just failed to apply the rules and made things up to suit Ross County and to um, Celtic. And we still found a way with the back of the fans to overcome that. Of Big Paddy from Iron Og is looking for a shout out. Paddy, oh, what a day that was! Actually, better bring Iron that up. Yeah. Live in the brazen head, man. Oh, if he's haven't listened to it, listen to it. But uh, yeah, what a day that was. Way back, well, way back in the nineties. <laughs> All right, yes. hello, Paddy. Okay, the next one is so. Coming here from Pat McGuire, we should have a Christmas whip around for our wonderful ball boys. <laughs> quick they get things back into play yeah I'd agree with you I think the players should be doing that as a thank you shouldn't be the fans but at the end of the day yep they always have a pat on the back and good little Christmas present I've seen some uh, Sevco fan media thing where they were complaining that their ball boys were not as good as theirs it was hilarious I think the bigger problem is their players aren't as good and their manager <laughs> If that's the thing they spot that's holding her back, it's the ball boys. Keep it, the ball boys would be challenging. They were no, honestly that is we know that when there's a lot of people who love music on the State of Mind channel and Axom say, in the immortal words of Justin Timberlake, cry me a river. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right, so we've got a comment here from Paul, which was, we will have interest in Hattade O'Reilly and Juranovic in January. Who can we, will we keep? So, Lawrence, what's your take on that? Keep Patata, keep O'Reilly, Seljanovic. But I think it's down to the players. You know, and just said it, if they don't want to be here, they don't need to be here. So, yeah. I think it'd be easy to persuade Rio and Hatati that, you know, another year here, at least, is in their best interest. You know, whereas Juranovic, I think he's at, this is his last big move, isn't it? I think probably the right thing to sell, especially if he's a, a good World Cup, I would take anything, you know, eight, ten million, maybe a wee bit more. 
I would trust Ange and Tosh to invest that wisely. I'll look at that and go, Atada, yeah, I'd love to keep him. I think there's got extra levels he can go at. O'Reilly, same deal. Juranovic at his AG has got one big move left in him. But if the rumours bouncing around all over the Celtic Twitter and social media channels about certain two of those guys not really liking how driven and how vocal certain manager is, then they can jog on, we'll take the money, put in the bank, reinvest in the team. So, yeah, Matade definitely. O'Reilly, if, he's, if he stays, he has to play in the 10 role. Juranovic, yeah, we'll move him on and replace him. What do you reckon, Sean? Oh, I totally agree with everything you guys said, particularly what Lawrence has said. Um, I, I'm very 50-50 on whether O'Reilly stays or not. I'd be surprised if Juranovic stays, especially if he has a good World Cup. Uh, I'd expect Atate to stay until at least the summer especially since he's not playing in the World Cup. Man of the match today, Rio Hitate. There you go. Just came up. Yeah, I thought it'd be one of those two. Yeah, it's just came up on, on their Twitter now. And, uh, uh, makes sense. Uh, on, on the performance from Celtic. Do we, are we just going to have to wait and just... Do you think, well, do you think comment again and just say, like... Who was the mason of the match? I was going to say, man... Man of the match today <laughs> for Bosevko was our referee. <laughs> yeah. he, he destroyed the game, didn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. Yep. Bosevko right. kind of falls over, free kick. The bad decision. The, I mean, early doors. When O'Reilly wins that ball, he's sliding it through to Kyogo. Yep. And again, right. just a free kick. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, exactly. You said. So... What we'll do now, the league goes into a five-week hiatus. Sydney Super Cup coming up this week. So um, we'll bring up a comment here from Martin Bickett. Boys, I'm heading to Sydney with my kids. Where should we go on Thursday? Want my sons to learn some choice Irish folk songs. So, with the kids? Jeez. Yeah, good on you. I actually have that info on the phone for you, so just give me a second to bring it up. So the Sydney City Celtic Supporters Club on Thursday they've got uh, three they've got a band playing from four to seven Sydney versus Sydney FC versus Celtic is at seven forty five and then there's another band on at Scruffy Murphy's SCSC pub from ten pm to one am. They've so, just celebrated the fortieth, haven't they? There's a fortieth anniversary. Of raised a fortune for charity. Yeah. Like twenty grand went to Celtic Foundation, seven grand or something went to the Kano Foundation, three grand to an indigenous one over here, and three grand went to the John Hartson Foundation. Phenomenal. $33,000 or something like that. So great effort from those guys. And make sure you give them any support. If you're coming over to Celtic, over to see Celtic play at the uh, Sydney Super Cup, make sure you jump in at Scruffy Murphy's, which is their pub. In, in town, where, where is that? Is that in Maroubra or Bondi or? That's in the just it's in the main CBD near um near Darling Harbour, so it's pretty central to everything. It's like in the middle between the two stadiums. So I know, like I'm staying a five minute walk from there, so we'll be able to we'll be in and about in there as well. So if people want to you'll come in and buy you a pint flags from me, they can come find me. You'll be able to buy you a pint. Is that what you're they can saying? buy me a pint if they want, and they, or they can buy a flag. Either option. Happy yeah. days. <laughs> but um yeah so yeah sydney super cup you looking forward to seeing that at all lawrence 
Yeah, yeah. Getting, 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 football. getting up at 345. Yeah, we never take a break for football. We never stop. It's 24 7 Celtic. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it'd be interesting to see what Ange tries out there. You know, if he tries anything different. Uh, I know young uh, Rocco Vata's going. I'd love to see him get some minutes. I think Robertson's going close to Lowell. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be real interesting to see if uh, young Rocco getting. So minutes, because you talked about getting a number 10. I know you can play winger or a striker, but I reckon you could do a job at number 10 as well. It'd just be interesting to see uh, yeah, what he's got, because I, I think kind of the level he's playing at, he's definitely above above that. I think he won, he won player of the month there. So, yeah, I'd love to see him get, get minutes in the team and, and see what he does at a higher level. Yeah, it's going to be good to see what what the go is. And and Sean, what are you looking forward to with the old uh, Sydney Cup, Super Cup? Oh, I'm looking forward to giving you a big hug, Jared, when I see you. Um, oh, horrible. <laughs> uh, and uh, I won't be arriving. I'll miss the the thing on the Friday. Is it the customs house? Is that where it is? Yeah. Where the, the the teams meeting up with the uh, NS activation zone, as they're calling it. Yeah, I'll miss that because I'm coming out after work on the Friday. Uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully connecting with some fans on the Saturday and having a good day on the Sunday. Uh, yeah. Just, just really getting in touch with all the Celtic fans out there and uh, kind of, cause I'm, I'm used to meet, meeting everyone from the Perth, C- uh, the Western Australian Perth CSE, uh, but we get to meet people from all over Australia. They can you still buy zinc there. Will the fans be happy to wear the, the bright green zinc sunblock? That's not a thing, you know, it's, Surely you, well. you can find it. You can still find it, but you probably have to go to a chemist to get it. I don't know anywhere else it sells it. Oh, you yeah, can get all that amazing. I, I remember uh, my brother Eamon brought it back in the nineties and we used to wear it at the games. Yeah, you can get old yeah. colours. Yeah, so if if you're out in the sun over there, make sure you get the bright green zinc. <laughs> yeah, Happy makes days. Sense. Bring it bring it back with you. And um, yeah, for me, I'm just looking forward to it. It's gonna be great to as I was saying to the boys, it's gonna be great to see Soldy play live for the first time. Since uh, 2011, the last time they were out here for me. So it'll be great to not have to get up at stupid o'clock like today's kickoff was 2 a.m. for me, Melbourne. Um, so when you guys get a 3.45 kickoff over in, in Glasgow. Uh, all so I have what to time say, is it going to be kickoff? I, I what, am I staying up all night for the Sydney Super Cup is what basically I'm asking. Yeah, it'll be it'll basically be a role reversal for you guys over there for the game against Everton in particular. The, the game against Sydney, because it's a night game here, there's 11 hours time difference. So That's if it's an 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock kickoff here, 8 p.m., you're probably looking at, what's that, uh, like yeah. 9, 9 a.m. or something around about that. So decent kickoff time for you guys for the Sydney game. The um, the game against Everton, that's going to be 3.45 kickoff for you lot. So over there. But Still Paul, mate. all I have to say is welcome to our world. <laughs> <laughs> Just see up all night. Yeah, they're making all nighter. They're happy days. Vodka red pills. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Paul said he'll be back next week. Um, hope, hope, think there'll be some live coverage as well for the games over here. Sean was saying, yeah, he you think back, so? He might be coming back with another trophy for Axon at the Football Podcast Awards, which are in nice. Manchester. Good speak. luck at the Axon, and uh, yeah, hope hope the pick up some more. Up for the reward as, as well. Yep. We will see. So, fingers crossed for the ball. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up this podcast. I've got two things left to say. I've got one last comment to bring up. And JJ Celtic, I'm off for nine points. 
Nine points. <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm, for off me, for, I'm off for nine hours of sleep. All I've got to say is um, I can't wait to watch uh, listen to Super Scoreboard tomorrow. Yes. Do <laughs> 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 the meltdown. Happy days. Hail, hail, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the show. Enjoyed the, the win and uh, enjoy your World Cup break and tune in the Sydney Super Cup. I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.